welcome to Standing in the Gap. I'm your host preacher, Brandon Harrell. Standing in the Gap is a weekly audio Bible study dedicated to the verse-by-verse exposition of the KJV Scriptures. It is my prayer that through these studies, the lost will be saved, the believer edified, and most of all, that the Lord Jesus Christ will be magnified and honored through the proclamation of His Word. For correspondence information, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. May the Lord bless you as you listen to this week's Standing in the Gap. All right, this is Preacher Brandon. It's a joy to come to you once again with another edition of Standing in the Gap. Having worked our way through the temptation of Christ in verses 1 through 11, We've come now to the next section of Matthew's Gospel, beginning with verse 12 of chapter 4 and continuing through the end of chapter 18. We have the record of Jesus' ministry in Galilee. An introduction to this period is given here in the latter part of this fourth chapter, and I want to read it in your hearing. Verse 12 of chapter 4. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison... He departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zabulon and Nephthalim, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zabulon and the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and of them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw two other brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria They brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils, those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. The span of time between verses 11 and 12 of this fourth chapter is about a year. Quite a lot transpired in that time that is only recorded in John's gospel. John the Baptist was still active at this time. Simultaneously, Jesus, after his baptism, had begun to minister and preach, had begun to minister and preach, although in somewhat of a subdued fashion. For instance, he had performed a miracle in Cana of Galilee that was only known to a select few individuals. Further, he'd begun to call disciples, the account of which we read in our text, though it had happened previously. He'd gone to the first of three or possibly four Passovers that occurred during his public ministry. 
After which he had been approached by a Pharisee known as Nicodemus and had expounded unto him the mystery of the new birth. However, he was about to assume a much more prominent and published ministry than before. And according to verse 12 of our text, he would do so in Galilee. Galilee was the region in which our Lord grew up. It was also where two of his three and a half years of ministry would take place. In Galilee, Jesus would communicate 19 of his 32 parables. He would perform 25 of his 33 miracles that are recorded. And some of the greatest discourses he would ever deliver would be delivered in the cities of Galilee. Galilee was the perfect place for Jesus to centralize his work because it was well populated with both Jews and Gentiles. Our text called it Galilee of the Gentiles. What a great indication of the intent of Christ's mission on earth. He indeed came into the world to save sinners of every kindred, tribe, and tongue. In the verses we've read, the Galilean ministry is introduced to us in a very stunning way. We have the three main components of Jesus' labors as he marched toward Golgotha. In verses 12 through 17, we have the declaration of his message. He preached the gospel, repent and believe the gospel. In verses 18 to 22, we find the development of his messengers. Then in verses 23 through 25, we're introduced to the discharge of his miracles. So his message, his messengers, and his miracles. From this point on in this gospel, we'll see each of these components expanded upon. For instance, immediately in chapters 5 through 7, we'll hear his gracious words in the Sermon on the Mount. He'll call Levi and train his disciples through storms and persecutions. He'll heal the disease, the cast of the demon possessed, and even raise the dead. These are the three main activities which comprise the Lord's ministry up until that fateful day that he would give his life a ransom for many. As we come to verse 12, we read that Jesus departed into Galilee. Here we find that Jesus leaves Judea and heads toward Galilee. There are two aspects of Jesus' return to Galilee that I want to emphasize. To begin with, notice first the reason for this return. The verse explicitly states the first reason. It says, Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. Some have surmised that this was done out of fear of his own arrest or persecution. The day that he left Galilee, to, they say that he left Galilee to avoid the pressure that was brought on by the bold ministry of John the Baptist. Certainly our text makes a connection between this movement of our Lord and the incarceration of John. That said, what was the motive of such a move? I do not think that Jesus was attempting to avoid arrest. As a matter of fact, I'm sure, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure he was even on Herod's radar yet. Thirty years had passed since his birth, and he'd largely lived in obscurity. Besides, in Mark chapter 6, we read the following, And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad, 
And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. Others said that it is Elias and others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. So I do not believe Jesus was going to Galilee for the reason of avoiding Herod or an arrest. I simply think that upon John's arrest, his ministry was complete and now John must decrease while Jesus increased. The time was come for Jesus to make himself known. However, Jesus was on the radar of the religious Jews. In John 4, 1 through 3, we read, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Having done away with John the Baptist, the sights of the Pharisees were now turned toward Jesus. He was garnering the favor of the people and preaching the same message that John had preached a message of repentance which was not well received by a crowd who felt that they needed no repentance. The second aspect I'd like to point out in this return is the route of this return. We know from verse 1 that he departed into Galilee, but there's an important detail in John 4. We read verses 1 through 3, but verse 4 says, and he must needs go through Samaria. The next phrase in our text says, and leading and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. So Jesus takes the long way to Galilee and passes through Samaria to keep an appointment with a promiscuous lady who was in need of a savior. I wish I had time. At the request of the Samaritans, he stayed two days among them. Then he continued into Galilee, apparently coming first to Nazareth. Some suggest that he didn't go, but uh, I think it's impossible to leave a place that you are not present in. And the text clearly states that leaving Nazareth, Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. The issue presented then is why did he leave Nazareth? Uh, the account of this is found in Luke 4, beginning in verse 16. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? So far, so good, right? But then things take a turn. In verse 23, Jesus has further things to speak. It says, and he said unto them, ye will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. 
But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias and the heaven was shut up three years and six months when great famine was throughout the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisius, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian, and all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city, and led him under the brow of the hill whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. Verses 30 and 31 go on to say, But he passing through the midst of them went his way and came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. Here is yet another indication, another foreshadowing of the ministry of Jesus and the overall response to him. In Samaria, a half-Gentile adulteress would accept him and proclaim his glory while those in his own country, in his own town of Nazareth would reject him. It's reminiscent of John 11, John 1 verses 11 to 13, which say he came unto his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man, but of God. Then we read in our text, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. What great light did shine in Capernaum for the next two years. Until next time, this has been Preacher Brandon. God bless you as you stand in the gap. Thank you for listening to Standing in the Gap. It is my desire that today's episode has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to contact me, my email is bcharrell 83 at protonmail.com that's b-c-h-a-r-r-e-l-l 83 at protonmail.com you can also reach me by phone at 828-777-4923 tune in next time for Standing in the Gap